What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Freedom, oh freedom, well that's just some people talking. Your prison is walking through this world all alone. Don't your feet get cold in the winter time? The sky won't snow and the sun won't shine. It's hard to tell the nighttime from the day. You're losing all your highs and lows. Ain't it funny how the feeling goes away? Desperado, why don't you come to your senses? Come down from your fences, open the gate. It may be raining, but there's a rainbow above you. You better let somebody love you before it's too late. Those are the words from Desperado, co-written by an icon of my youth, Glenn Fry. Um, this is Jesse Jackson, and unfortunately, this is the second week in a row where I've asked someone to join me to talk about the loss of a musical hero. Joining me today is Rose Marie. Hey, Rose, how are you? Hey, Jesse, that was beautiful. Just wanted to let you know that was very, very well spoken. Uh, I'm doing good. Good. This year is off to a, and all years you lose Mm. people that you care about, some in, in your personal life and some in your celebrity life. But, boy, this is a tough already in January. Mm. And um, I reached out to Rose because we had such a great time talking a few episodes back. I know she is as passionate 
about music, I think even more than I am. She and I are going to share some stories, uh, talk about Glenn Fry and the Eagles, and we'll kind of go from there. We have some really nice tributes that people sent in. Very nice. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of music that I don't normally do, but there's a couple of things I want to share. We'll go from there. So let's start at the very beginning. Rose, can you remember your first memory of the Eagles? You know, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about being here. I'm excited about answering the question because I went back at work this week. And when you asked me to do this and I pulled the uh, albums up on YouTube and I'm listening to them at my desk. And I, the very first song I remember hearing was Witchy Woman. As a child, when you hear such a dark song, you think it would kind of scare you. Because I was probably, what, 12 when that, 11, 12 when that song came out? When the album came out, you know, and then they played it on the radio because, you know, right. Eagles got a ton of radio play. I mean, they were just all over the place. So it wasn't, knew the words, no problem singing along with it you know it was just like i'd heard it i'm 12 singing along to the song you know no skips no fumbles i know the words explicitly and i couldn't remember why i liked the song and truthfully i know this is going to sound horrible but there's a line in the song where he says i know you want to love her but let me tell you brother she's been sleeping in the devil's bed <laughs> and i remember thinking that was just like oh <gasps> Oh my goodness, you know, she's bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the rest of the song didn't even give a clue to, you know, what kind of person this was, but that just clenched it right there. And I thought, my goodness. And so I actually felt like I was probably doing something I didn't need to do listening to such an adult song. But if it was on the radio, it was fair game. So Absolutely. And this was released in 72. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first memory, by the way, I love that song. Uh, my first memory, I think, is, you know, they're on the border. Um, it would have been a eight-track back then. And mm-hmm. there was just so many hits on mm-hmm. that album. And it was just, you know, I, I've made this joke a lot that... When I went to high school in the 70s and I graduated in 77, you were either a Fleetwood Mac person or an Eagles person. Mm-hmm. And I was an Eagles person. I, I, I love Fleetwood Mac. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, the rumors and all the album. But, you know, it. my first love was the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And ironically, I never saw them perform live. Yeah. I didn't either, but my husband did. Yeah. Yeah, at uh, Murray Stadium in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And to kind of go back, um, you know, the story is that Glenn Fry and... Don Henley. Well, actually, they met. They met through uh, Linda Ronstadt, didn't they? Yes, they didn't did. They? Uh, yeah. When she needed a backup band. Uh, a story I was told on the radio, I heard on the radio, is that Glenn Fry was she in a duplex with Jackson Brown. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and Jackson Brown was I had the bottom um mm-hmm. apartment and 
Glenn Fry, the story is, would go out partying all the time, would come in, go crash, and he would be woken by Jackson Brown's tea kettle going off. <laughs> and you, he would make tea, and then he would play the mm-hmm. same chords or the same thing over and over and over again. And then he'd stop, make some more tea, and as I guess Glenn said, and then he'd have a verse, you know. <laughs> but you know, and and he said that taught him that talent wasn't enough, that yeah. hard work and dedication is how you got it, and yeah. um, take it easy was um, something that. Um, Jackson Brown and he wrote together and it's it's funny because you know you think of it as an eagle song Mm -hmm. but uh, and it was their very first single yeah uh, released on May 1972 because this is set lusting Bruce Mm -hmm. Uh, yesterday when he was playing in Chicago when we recorded this came out after you know his first encore was him playing Take It Easy, just acoustical. And Susie, the violinist fiddle player, went in and, uh, you know, kind of played. So I've got that. And so we're going to play that for a minute and let you guys hear this.
Jackson Brown and the Eagles all seem to capture this California rock. What do you, what what do you remember of that genre and those kind of songs, uh, Rose? I think to me now now this is just you know just remembering. Like I said, this was a very long time ago, and uh, Linda Ron said definitely was rock she had um a very good sound to her her band um i don't know if i'd classify her as hard rock and just rock you know because uh, she wasn't soft rock she wasn't like air supply or anything like that but she had a good sound jackson brown had a good sound too um but the eagles they had something a little different they had you know, I don't know how you replicate Southern rock in California, even Southern California. I don't know, but they really had that Southern California, you know, that Southern rock sound to them. And you know, there's been instances, you know, in their career where they've actually crossed over into country, which you know wouldn't be difficult for them. But they just made what they did look like effortless. It was just like. Yeah, and they all were so relaxed on stage, and if you've ever seen them in any live performances, you know, on YouTube or on television, and they very seldom ever were on something on TV, like maybe they were on Don Kirshner's Rock Concert or Midnight Special, I think I might have seen them on that, you know, and they just make it look effortless, like, yeah, we just woke up this morning and wrote this. They could have easily said that, and I would have believed it. Yeah, you know, I totally agree with you, Rose, and what and I'm hearing a lot of people talk about this and I certainly don't want to rank people but there's just something about Glenn and the Eagles that has a more personal connection to me than mm-hmm. David Bowie uh, mm-hmm. and 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 I they're both horribly sad passings but mm-hmm. this hurt me a little bit more Maybe because this was, you know, the soundtrack of my youth. There you um, go. Yeah. And uh, so I'm hearing a lot of tributes. I'm looking them up and they had a guy that um, on the local sports station that was very active in uh, local bands. And he was the news guy on one of the rock stations. Mm-hmm. And he talked about that, you know, the Eagles had such beautiful harmony 
love their harmony. Yeah, uh, the simple songs, mm-hmm. but complex musically, mm-hmm. and just it, they somehow were close enough country that um, they were able to get every once in a while a crossover, mm-hmm. but it was, it was just beautiful to hear, and mm-hmm. and I think what really uh, hit that home was back in October of 93, um, they released an, a common thread. The songs of the Eagle, Eagles mm-hmm. was released and it had country artists doing different Eagle songs. Nice. Um, Alan Jackson, Vince Gill, mm-hmm. you know, Clint Black and uh, Travis Tritt talked about in his tribute that, um, when he did take it easy, um, and they did a video, mm-hmm. um, Henley and Fry and a couple others came for the video, and that was kind of a thought where, well, you know, maybe we could do this again. Yeah. Um, so uh, it absolutely was, um, and just a beautiful, and as you talked about, how much radio play they had is unbelievable yeah yeah because they were they like i told you earlier they were huge i mean they were just you know and were to get bigger i mean just their yeah. first album alone just broke you know broke open mm. you know rock music in the 70s because truthfully you know the 70s you know we had lost quite a few icons in the late 60s the rock icons in the late 60s and early 70s right and you know there wasn't a whole lot going on you know and pop music had taken a kind of a weird turn you know and yeah and we weren't getting a lot of the you know the british you know invasion had kind of tapered off a bit you know but it was we needed something you know america kind of needed something to get us going get us back into the music scene you know so we wouldn't be remembered for you know, the DeFranco family and the Osmonds. I mean, right. I love them. They had their place. But when you get older, right. you want something with a little bit more meat to it. Absolutely. You know? And just, I'm not telling anyone listening something they don't know, but I think it is amazing. Um, their greatest hits, 71 mm-hmm. through 75, mm-hmm. um, for many years was the best-selling album in the United States. Absolutely. It is the second highest certified album by the Recording Industry Association of America at 29 times platinum. <laughs> Michael Jackson's Thriller is the only one that's higher than that. And yeah. they were talking, uh, both Don Henley and uh, Glenn Fry said they reached a point where every they assumed every household in America had that CD because if the parents didn't it would be the album then exactly. that or not you know if the parents didn't have it the kids have it and mm-hmm. um, I, I and they talked about they go okay we're you know well that'll be good okay that's that's good we're selling and it mm-hmm. just kept selling and selling mm-hmm. and selling. Yeah and selling yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just it's it's amazing music and the hits on it you know 
like um if you're not you know in the age group that we are yeah. actually i'd be more impressed if it was someone in my grandchildren's age group yes. you know 17 18 years old that you know oh yeah the eagles yeah you know take yeah. it easy witchy woman you know yeah hotel california you know and that, and i would you know because i've had that experience with young people and i kind of look at them and go well how did you know that yeah oh yeah my mom you know okay all right so she's like my mom used to play those all the time and i got interested Mm -hmm. you know so that's why i keep saying it's up to the generations to keep the legacies going yeah um hotel california is one of the few albums that i never skip a song it is a complete album mm-hmm. that I just love. Yeah. And and I love it lost the Fleetwood Mac rumors for a Grammy, but it is just um wasted time, pretty maids all in a row. Yeah. The it's last so- resort. And you know, I'm not even talking you know, New Kid in Town, Life in the Fast Lane, Hotel California, which are amazing hits. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, The Last Resort is just beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is just an album that I truly love from beginning to end. Right. And it's something that any music collector, music, you know, I was a connoisseur, but, you know, any music fan should have yeah, in their, you know, their collection. You know, yeah. when you had your LPs back in the day, you know, it's just like you go over your friend's house and you're like flipping through and like, oh, yeah, I got that one. Yeah, I got that one. Oh, I yes. Know this one. Who's this guy, you know? So. Right. Yeah. Um, the, and then um, they followed up uh, Hotel California you know, with the um, the long run, mm-hmm. um, I I like it a little bit less than Hotel California, right? But it is certainly a great album and has some wonderful songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, I you know, Heartache Tonight is amazing. Greeks yeah. don't want no freaks is just hilarious, and it's still <laughs> funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, and it's kind of funny that, and I'm, you know, the Beatles were a sixties band by mm-hmm. 1970, they had broken up. Mm-hmm. The Eagles were a seventies band mm-hmm. by 1980, they had broken up mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you go, that's a pretty strong 10 year run mm-hmm. and they just, um, they, you know, you burned bright and mm-hmm. then you fade away. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's gotta be hard, you know, and I just keep looking at all, you know, the music icons out there today. You know, I look at Lemmy and, and David and, and, you know, Glenn, and, and then you think about the stress you know, that they're under creativity that they need to produce, you know, albums, they need to have hits, they need to make 
you know, money to pay band members and and roadies and managers and record labels and you know, so it's like a constant thing for them, you know, and they can't sleep when they're tired, you know, or they aren't tired and they do sleep, you know, so it's just kind of like that's a rough life. It, that is such a hard uh, rough life. I just, you know, I commend anyone who can do that and to hold on to that for as long as they did. You yeah. know, without killing each other. I mean, and that's impressive. And I cannot urge enough the History of the Eagles documentary that's out there. Um, it's it is really long, and it is amazing um, that how it talks about their beginnings and their ending and their they're very blunt and it's a very mm -hmm. honest and um I, I really liked it uh, a great deal and so i think you definitely should um you know get a chance to listen to it and and watch it um it it really does tell this musical journey and mm -hmm. the friendships they had and um, it is, as you talked about, you're living together, you're traveling together, you're working together, and that has to take a toll. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I, I had a friend once, um, talk about, he, he was discussing, he did uh, talk radio and he mm -hmm. said, um, I will never say that me getting on the radio and talking is like roofing a house, but it is a little more work than just showing up and talking. Yeah. Um, and so I certainly think that being in a band and traveling, you may be doing what you love, but you know, the set only lasts a couple hours and then you've got all the other stuff you have to do. And mm -hmm. it's, 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 it can be a crazy journey. Yeah. Um, so we get to your uh, wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> you want to talk a little about his work in the 80s? And uh, because um, he both him and, uh, you know, Don Henley had a lot of success. But do you want to um, share a little bit of your thoughts on his solo work on music and acting? And I do. I sure. do. Um, only because um, it it surprised me. Okay. Um, by the time I was uh, had graduated from high school and I was out in the world and I was, you know, had married and had kids and doing all that stuff that people do. And I was in the army, you know, a lot of my music taste had changed. You know, I was listening to um, some R&B of the 80s, but then my... My mainstay was always New Wave, so anytime I would be on uh, VH1, MTV, you know, um, it was always good to see, you know, some of my favorite groups on there. Not that I owned any of their music yet, but yeah. it was good to see. It was always a good venue to see, oh, well, who's this up there? Do I want that album? No, okay, let's keep going. And the very first... Um, I don't know if I saw the movie first or if I saw the video for the movie, 
but um, when Glenn Fry did um, "The Heat Is On" from yes. the yeah from the uh, Beverly Hills Cop right uh, movie, and I thought, wait a minute, isn't that the guy from the Eagles? You know, so here he is. You know, it taken like this 180 degree turn east. <laughs> You know, and nothing sounded nothing like the Eagles. You know, it's this high energy, you know, in your face. It's got that Huey Lewis in the news backbeat to it, you know. And I'm thinking, wow, where'd that come from? You know, and it was good, you know. And the next thing, you know, he does uh, some acting on uh, Miami Vice. Very good actor. I mean, for off the cuff stuff. You know, I know, you know, it probably wasn't his first choice, you know, in his vocation. But right. He's very, very good actor. He's got a good sense of humor. And in, his character was believable. And um, You Belong to the City was just like, wow. That's, you know, it was, it wasn't a love song, I don't think. But it just really made, it made you think, you know. And it, it, it talked about, you know, you know, being in the urban city and. You know, you're it's rough out there, you know, and you're on your own, you know, and it was, you you know, it's just the 80s were hard for some people and easy for others. But I think for the most part, it was pretty difficult, especially if you live in a big city and people expected you to produce, you know, and be amazing and whatever you did and you weren't, you know, so it was kind of hard for some of the young kids, I think, you know, thinking that they were going to be the next you know, Michael Jackson or or whatever, whoever else was out there doing what they were doing. But yeah, um, yeah his music to me, it was, it was a surprise. <laughs> but it was a good surprise. It showed his versatility and it showed his dedication to his craft. And um, that's, that's where I, rem- I remember him more clearly, you know, from the 80s. Yeah. You know, thinking. And, and his whole you know, the, the hair got cut, you know, he's wearing suit shirts, you know, and right. kind of, you know, he just looks really sharp and uh, he just has a very matter of fact, you know, demeanor. It's just like, okay, this is who I am right now. And, you know, there was, a, in a lot of ways, it felt like going back to the 70s, you know, Glenn seemed to be the guy that would make sure the, Contracts got signed, the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. And while, um, you know, Henley would be more the artistic side and and more doing a little more of the not head in the cloud because they're both good businessmen. But, you know, you need that yin and a yang. Um, Yeah, I, I certainly remember playing. You know, he had a guest star on Miami Vice as mm-hmm. Smuggler's Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, he did, uh, he was on Wise Guy, mm-hmm. Nash Bridges. But one of yeah. my favorite things was um, he played a general manager in Jerry Maguire. And it was kind of a nice surprise to see him <laughs> playing the, you know, uh the uh, wide receiver Rod Tidwell's, you know, kind of the GM and having mm-hmm. uh, Jerry Maguire 
Tom Cruise interacting with him and talking yeah. about, you know, you're going to have to pay him the money and stuff. So, uh, that was, that was a cool, I think he was, uh, you know, a decent actor and he seemed to really enjoy when he did it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can tell that he was sincere about it. He yeah. wasn't, you know, cause I, I don't know if they still do it or not, but it seems as though back in the day, right. Using that term, but yeah. When there was a TV show on that was pretty popular and they'd have like a guest star on there. It was musical influence, you know. Yeah. They always seemed, the acting seemed so forced. Yes. You know, it was just like somebody was standing alongside of him out in front holding his cue cards, you know, or her or yes. whatever, you know. And it's just like, oh, come on. You can't do any better than that. But you kind of expected that. You know, yes. but no, Glenn, he just really got into his character and he made you believe that's who he was. So. Absolutely. Um, so then this was a really shock because, um, you know, we're getting through the 80s and the guys are not getting along. They, you know, they've talked about they aren't talking to each other. And then, um, but then in the early 90s, you know, you started this talk and all of a sudden, you know, they're going to do a tour. Yeah. And um, Rose, what did they name the tour? Hell freezes over. <laughs> <laughs> Which tells you everything you need to know, right? Exactly. Because they had said, we will get to that together. Um, over. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and Glenn Fry um, said, uh, for the record, we never broke up. We just took a 14-year vacation yeah. <laughs> at their first live performance. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> it was, um, you know, Get Over It and Love Will Keep Us Alive or a couple of new songs. Uh, it was a really uh, amazing seeing the live version of Hotel California. Oh, still one of the best Absolutely. live performances. Yes. Out there. Right. And, um, and so very successful. They had, um, you know, they toured um, in 98. They were inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame where mm. all seven members of the Eagles, you know, cause they had different people leaving and coming yeah. and going. And, uh, so that's, you know, was really nice. Yeah. Um, and I think they were, uh, in fact, it, one of the shows talked about that they were going to receive the Kennedy honors mm. in 2015. Uh, but, um, they because of Glenn's illness, they right. had to move it. Yeah, so, they had to postpone it. He was, yes. he was having some very yeah. bad health problems mm -hmm. even then. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um so is there any favorite songs or memories you want to share with me or with our listeners? Well, you said you had a funny story. Well, and you know, I talked to my husband about it later and um, after I did have upon further review, 
I did a little research, and I didn't, I guess, like I said, I hadn't listened to him for a while, so I didn't realize that they had reunited in 94. Okay. But um, they had re-reunited. Right. In, in the 2000s, and I can't remember how far back this was. And I remember distinctly, my husband doesn't, but that's okay, the conversation I had with my husband about them touring. This is their farewell tour. Right. And um, I said, honey, I had a dream last night. He goes, really? What about? I said, "Um, the Eagles were on stage playing. He goes, really? Yeah, good luck with that. I said, no, no, seriously. I said, and Don Henley was singing Boys of Summer. He goes, "Uh, yeah, that's never going to happen because that's a Don Henley song and not an Eagles song. I'm like, hey, it's my dream. I can do whatever I want. Okay. And so he goes, okay, fine, whatever. Literally two months later, I am not kidding, they announced the farewell tour. Oh, how funny. And rumor has it, I don't know, maybe I'm just making this up, but Don Henley sang Boys of Summer. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. And, um... you know, and I just looked at my husband and went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I don't know. And and I don't do drugs, so if anybody's out there thinking, oh, you're on crack. Yeah. Nope, not really. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I just, I always thought that was funny. Oh, that is very funny. Um, you know, a lot of things that got talked about is um, the dude character in The Big Lebowski, you know, yeah. his rant of, I hate the Eagles. Um, oh, <laughs> uh, and I... And I guess there are people that thinks thinks they aren't cool, but um, you know they seem pretty cool to me and and uh, great music. Um, are there any songs that mean us that are something pretty special to you? Um, I always well, I, I liked most of their stuff. I right. loved the cover. That Cher did of Desperado. Yes. The Sunny and Cher show. That was awesome. And um, I always, you know, I liked that song, but I always, always liked um, New Kid in Town. Yeah. And and because of, you know, the feel of it and to see later on that they had won uh, a Grammy for vocal arrangements for that song. Yes. And I'm like, because it's perfect. If I can right. sing harmony with it, anybody can. Yes. You know, and it, it's just such a poignant story, you know, and it, it came about probably in a time in my life when I needed to, you know, hear something like that. You know, I was probably yeah. either just new starting at school or we we're just in a new neighborhood. And, um, you know, just had to no reason to have to prove yourself. You know, you just be who you are. So, yes. Yeah, so that's that's a really good memory for that song, I think. Yeah, I I think the I certainly love New Kid in Town. Um I uh take it to the limit. Um Desperado is one of my favorites. I never get tired of hearing that song. Mm-hmm. Um and it is um Take It Easy certainly um, you know, I've already talked about that 
um, Hotel California. I just mm. there is just something about that. I, I just love wasted time and and pretty mates all in a row and try and love again and it just is a super just a wonderful album um i'm a big fan of glenn did a his uh, one of his last albums he kind of did covers Mm -hmm. and uh he did a version of caroline no um Mm. from brian wilson and mm-hmm. um, I love that version, and um, he is it, – it's just so beautiful, and uh, so that's a special memory to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Great and, song. Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, I have a couple of other memories that people sent in to us. Awesome. Um, yes, so I will uh, read um, – Nikki Rocks You from Facebook um, actually is from my hometown, Lake Charles, Louisiana. She she said one of the saddest things about all these rockers passing away is the lack of young rockers coming up behind them. Mm -hmm. And uh, my Bruce buddy, Colleen, um, who has been on the show and has already sent me an email that if Bruce comes to Dallas, get my guest room ready. <laughs> she uh, she says, I keep thinking in 25, 30 years, who are the fans going to be mourning for the loss of such great music? Not popularity or press, but actual raw talent that created timeless music. Um, you know, I certainly think that um, someone like Justin Timberlake and, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, um, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on a couple others. I had a couple other people in mind, but it does seem like, to quote an old movies, you know, it isn't that I got, you know, it isn't that I, you know, I got small. The movies got small, and I, it's not that they yeah. are small; mm-hmm. just the music is. Yeah. And, and then Nikki also said, "Best of my love is the song of my first broken heart." It made me pause to this day. I had Hotel California on an eight track and it <clears throat> in the middle of the song. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, Carrie Walton shared with me, she goes, I was seven years old when New Kid in Town was a hit signal. My sister loved it and played her vinyl 45 sing- single constantly. Mm-hmm. My love for the Eagles grew then and there. I do have to say, I think Glenn's solo single, True Love, was one of the most beautiful, sweet love songs ever written. Glenn was a sports enthusiast, great musician, and not a bad actor. I'm mm-hmm. heartbroken and hope he is sipping a tequila sunrise, having a peaceful, easy feeling while watching Pretty Maids all in a row in heaven. Thank you. Yes. Um, somebody says, and I, I wish I could give them credit, but... Um, they said, uh, um, God, you're drafting a pretty strong band this year, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, Feel free to stop anytime. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. And then um, uh, Dylan from um, does – Dylan has been on the podcast, and he does an absolutely um, – it is a at 
Maca Maca Res Radio um, mm-hmm. sent me this. Jesse, here are some words on Glenn Fry. The tail end of 2015 to the beginning of 2016 has been a rough go. From Lenmi to Bowie to even Alan Rickman, who played Hilly Crystal in the OK movie GBGB, CBGB, and now Glenn Fry. I try not to use the words I use for them. Glenn Fry was a badass. Here are my Mm. reasons. One of the founders of the band, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. A pioneer of the 70s Southern California sound. Mm-hmm. He wrote the line, such a fine sight to see. It's a girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford, slowing down to take a look at me mm-hmm. and take it easy. Any songwriter wants to write something that everlasting. Mm-hmm. I can hear the Eagles and his solo hits as well. The heat is on. You belong to the city, city and Smuggler's Blues. You know you love them too, even though you'd prefer to call them a guilty pleasure. For being the inspiration, at least visually, for Russell Hammond in the classic film Almost Famous. I totally did not think about that, but it's Mm -mm. true. Yeah. Right? And he got to be friends with Cameron Crowe, so yes. Mm -hmm. Most of all for his vocals, music, and all the songs he's written or co-written. Tequila Sunrise, Desperado, Best of My Love, One of These Nights, Lying Eyes, Take It to the Limit, Hotel California, New Kid in Town, Life in the Fast Lane, Wasted Time, Victim of Love, The Last Resort, The Long Run, I Can't Tell You Why, Heartache Tonight, Sad Cafe, Get Over It, Busy Being Fabulous. Mm. Any band or artist would kill to write only one of these songs in their lifetime. These are my reasons why Glenn Fry is a badass. He also says, if you want to learn more of Glenn Fry and the rest of the Eagles, badassery, watch the three-hour <laughs> documentary History of the Eagles, which is on Netflix. Nice. I hope, yeah, exactly. I hope him did her justice. He was loved. He will be missed. Rest in peace, Glenn Fry. And that was Dylan McManus. Thank you, Dylan. I appreciate that. Um. Yeah, you know, it's just, it is just sad. And what's beautiful is his music will live on forever. Mm -hmm. And you know that's a cliche, but it's true. Um, You know, when I hear Bobby Darren, I don't get sad that Bobby Darren has passed. Mm -hmm. I just... I just like hearing Mac the knife and, you know, and under the sea Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, my first, when I hear John doing lead on a Beatles song, my first thought Mm -hmm. isn't, Oh, how tragic. I just enjoy the song. Yeah. And you smile. You do smile. Smile when you hear them. Yeah. You know? And, And so I think that's a, he has a wonderful legacy, mm-hmm. not just in music, but in uh, their social works and, and his family. And mm-hmm. it the world has been a was a better place with him here sharing Definitely. his gifts. Definitely. Any last thoughts, uh, Rose? Um, actually, if I could bring the tone down a bit. Sure. Um, if we have time for both, I could do both. But yeah. um, um Maybe I'll do the fun one first. Okay. Um, I was online today 
just kind of looking around, getting some research done. And uh, the picture that I sent you yes, um, is actually a park in Winslow, Arizona. And if you get a chance to post it. I will. Um, it uh, opened in 1999. And it says it's a public park commemorating the song Take It Easy, written by Jack- Jackson Brown and the late Glenn Fry. It was most famously recorded by the Eagles. The song includes the verse, Well, I'm standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, and such a fine sight to see. The girl, my lord, in a flatbed Ford, slowing down to take a look at me. And basically, it is a bronze statue and a sign above the light post says, standing on the corner. <laughs> and out in front of the building is a flatbed Ford truck. Yeah, yeah and that's just... I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. And I thought that what a, an amazing tribute and how much more it means even now. Absolutely. And um, so I went on the Eagles website and before you even get in, there is this beautiful picture of Glenn Fry with his acoustic guitar. And he just looks just as handsome as he always did. And underneath um, it says... It is with the heaviest of hearts that we announce the passing of husband, best friend, father, comrade, and Eagles founder, Glenn Fry, in New York City on Monday, January 18, 2016. Glenn fought a courageous battle for the past several weeks, but sadly succumbed to complications from rheumatoid arthritis and various other illnesses. The Fry family would like to thank everyone who joined Glenn to fight this fight and hoped and prayed for his recovery. Words can neither describe our sorrow nor our love and respect for all that he has given to us, his family, the music community, and millions of fans worldwide. Signed Cindy Fry, Taylor Fry, Dinkin Fry, Otis Fry, Don Henley, Joe Walsh, Timothy B. Schmidt, Bernie Leiden, and Irving Azoff. And then at the end of that, there is a song that they wrote. The, they printed the lyrics out. It's Your World Now, written uh-huh. by Glenn Fry and Jack Timpchin from the Long Road Out of Eden album. Uh-huh. And I just thought that was such a wonderful tribute, you know, to such an amazing person. You know, we think of him as, you know, we think of, of every one of our icons and heroes as just that. Oh, wonderful musician. Oh, they're fabulous singer. But they're human beings and their husbands and their fathers and their sons and their daughters. You know, and it's just to be able to be that well rounded, you know, and have contributed so much, you know, to your generation and to the world through your life. Wow. How many people can say that? Yeah, and you know, the other thing I, I thought of is um, when Linda Ronstadt was inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this past year. Yeah. Uh, she is um, fighting an illness and no longer can sing mm. and is not making public appearances. And Glenn accepted for her. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, you think, gosh, that was just a year ago, and yeah. and you just you you had no idea mm-hmm. that 
he would be gone. No. Yeah. Mm, it's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. Very well. Before we close the episode, I did want to mention that one of our podcast brothers, Dave White, 80s Reboot Overdrive, just put out a very lovely personal discussion about um, cancer and how it's affected him. It's certainly worth going to listen to. And he is putting out a call for fans of his podcast and the other members of the Southgate Media Group podcast listeners to go to Stand Up to Cancer and make a small donation, whatever your heart leads you to give. And uh, if you do, I would like you to put in the memo line where you can donate in honor of someone to do it for James White, which is Dave's father. Thank you for your generosity. Uh, Rose, if they want to find you, where can they? Honey, I'm everywhere. All right. <laughs> does your I'm husband know that? <laughs> yes, unfortunately he does. I am on Twitter at 80s Music Girl. I have a blog spot, 80s Music Girl, blogspot.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram, 80s Music Girl, and I have a Facebook page. And I'm toying with Tumblr at the moment. I don't quite understand it, okay. but I'm on there too, but I'm not very serious about it. Okay. I am um, at Jesse Jackson DFW, and I we are at Set Lusting Bruce. Please let us know your thoughts. Um, I am always looking for people to join me. So reach out to me if you want to tell your Springsteen story or to share your thoughts about someone uh, special in your life. Rose, it, it's such a sad occasion, but it's always a joy to talk to you. Thank um, you. I said this That's on my funny. Twitter, and you are one of my favorite people. And I just I, – I, I think you have a wonderful heart, and you love – music and um it's fun to visit with you thank you jesse i feel the same way it's always good to listen to you and be on your podcast and hear the wealth of knowledge that you have you yes. know and your your love of springsteen just encourages me to want to maybe listen to more of his stuff and, and well the, so we the are going to about. <laughs> yeah, we are going to work out a time where I'm going to get you an album and we're going to then discuss it. So we that will happen the next couple of months. Uh, I think that'll be fun. So for now, I'm going to end it with this. I felt it when the sun came up this morning. I knew that I could not wait another day. Darling, there is something I must tell you. A distant voice is calling me away. Until we find the bridge across forever, until this grand illusion brings us home, you and I will always be together. From this day on, you'll never walk alone. Mm. That was a song he wrote for Thelma and Louise. And yeah. I think it's a fine way to end it. I'm going to get sentimental for a minute. Hug the people you love. Take yeah. time to write a fan letter to someone you care about. And not just someone famous. Take time to tell someone, a teacher you loved or a co-worker you haven't talked to in a while that helped you. Send them an email. Shoot a note. It'll make their day. 
and it'll make you just as happy. Life is way too short, and we need mm -hmm. to tell the people that mean something to us that they mean something to us. Everybody's talking about the It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.